Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you, live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm Santuan. I'm Antoine. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Oh, uh, man, I can't complain, man. Uh, it was a it was an eventful week, pretty fruitful, you know what I'm saying? I had yeah. a good week. It was a daddy-daughter dance. Still had practice. The kids is looking good out there, man, but yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, like I tell the kids on my team, like, Every like you know, cause a couple of them be hard on themselves. I say this is where you mess up at. Now if yeah, you get out yeah. there in the game and act like you don't know where to take the ball out at, yeah, I'm gonna be upset. You feel that we running laps and suicides the whole. Yeah, uh, yeah. But see, this the good age, sixth grade to eighth grade, is yeah. because they actually gotta want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Last year when I won my championship, it was K through two, so you know yeah. that was kind of like parents making. Yeah, that's the bottom level like the lowest level you know what i'm saying but it's a lot of talent in the talent pool this year so i'm anxious to see what go on you got a word of the episode yeah yeah i do man i do my word is a mogul it's a noun and it's important or a powerful person especially in the motion picture or media industry what about you i also have a noun and that's media and that's the main uh means of mass production and distribution for content so um what's in your title bro man right now what's in my title man i, I gave in not like i was not trying trying to listen to him but i listen to courage dollar man and he say some slick ass shit that nigga say he uh he worried about it he got he whole, uh, worried about it you, you know, know i fucked her up yeah he got some slick ass words yeah, i got up on him off of, uh he had a song called flex i was it just popped up in my algorithm and so yeah. since i heard flex i've been listening to him yeah. since then and then yeah. him and skiller baby going oh back that's all crazy yeah, that's, that's a, all that's crazy a, yeah that's yeah. a cold combination yeah. Yeah. yeah what's on yours oh man once in my title was uh tf he out the west coast you know what oh, I'm you saying? know what i just seen some shit with him talking I ain't yeah, listen yeah, to the yeah. song. I ain't listen to the he music. He be with Doe yeah. Networks. That's okay, who manage yeah, him. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, 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 dog. His shit called Feeling the Power, man. His yeah. shit is hard. You put that on and go in the gym, you go ready to walk out. Schoolboy Q on there, yeah. uh, him and 211. They they a group, and they do uh, some shit together. But 211 on there. Okay. He got Trez on there. Okay. Trez is Baby Rip Gut on Instagram because uh, Lynch put him on. Okay, okay, okay. And then he got uh, Bell on there, too. They got a song called Money Making Mitch. But my favorite song is Powered Up, though. He be yeah. going hard, though. You yeah, know I'm going to check it out, though. You know what I'm saying? It be ta- Like I say, like I discover music. I discover everything at my own pace, bro. You know what I mean? So sometimes people be overhyping it. Sometimes people don't talk about it enough. That's why I just discover everything at my own pace. Uh, we got a guest today, man. This is really how the lifestyle I've been treating us, man. We got Big D the Mogul. So this is why this is interesting to the viewers and the listeners and to us because you actually – we go get into it, but you actually do your media from Dallas, right? Yeah. And we watch a lot of shit, and we got a partner in common, which is Rock Sykes. You so know what I'm saying? That's my guy. Yeah, he couldn't make it, though, because when it was later on today, he would have been done. He had some family stuff, because we talk all the time and shit. And he was like, y'all up on Big D? And we like, oh, yeah, yeah. He like, no, nah, bro, he a, he a city nigga. Like, I know him. Like, but that's I, my but man. if you up on him, you know that, because yeah, you yeah, been listening. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Hey, you know, it's your boy Big D the Bogle, a.k.a. Suge Diddy, a.k.a. Illuminati Jack, yeah. a.k.a. Big Thanos, 
AKA dry rub salty. Because yeah. I'm good without the sauce all deep. Yeah. I'm good without the drip all deep, no sauce. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, right, boy. Yeah, and welcome yeah, to thanks, the show, yeah, bro. Thanks man. for coming, man. Because what's also different is people don't know the face. They know yeah. they used to it's seeing real. you behind it. Uh, they used to hearing Hear your you. voice. And I'm like, so I did all this extensive research, thinking all this stuff was going to pop up, different interviews. It's only like one. Only like one from the source. And I was like. No, no, no. It's one on YouTube, though, that I just was watching and that you did about five months ago. I can't remember the brother's name. but also, who? I, I, I just hold it. I, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It's not a lot versus oh, yeah. your voice, voice being yeah, heard. Yeah, <laughs> seeing you versus your voice yeah. being heard. You know what I'm saying. So that's big for us because we we got you on camera. You dig? You, you know, know what I'm saying. So you. let's talk about growing up in Detroit. Uh, where you grow up at, man? Where you from? Oh, Joy Road, man. Grew up old, right there on the Joy Road. Graduated from Cody. Oh, you went to Cody? Yeah, came out yeah. O2. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. You younger than us, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My man who just uh, set this up, he went to Cody. He graduated from Cody. Okay. You feel that shit? Man, listen, my cousin, oh, I got mad niggas who graduated yeah, from Cody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That. We from Angster, though, but okay. you feel me? Like uh, we always say, you can't spell Detroit without the eye, so it's going to be some Angster mixed up in there. Right. And But my cousin, like who I be with on a daily basis, he graduated from Cody. He from Plymouth, though. He from P-Rock. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So talk about growing up on Joy Road. This is a worldwide show. So like what part of Joy Road? Uh, so Joy Road, literally right down the street from Cody. So I guess between West Chicago yeah. and Joy Road, um, my neighborhood was dope, man. Even though, I guess, Joy Road being dope, being notorious, I guess, my block was a different type of community. Like, it was like a, a village. Yeah. Most yeah. of people had two-parent households. Yeah. All the parents looked out for one another. Yeah, a real community. We went bike riding. We played four square, curveball, we hoop. Y'all got to be kids. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Because I was just talking to somebody about that the other day, and it's like everybody, as soon as they start telling their stories, they've been grown since they've been four. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that, it be hard like that sometimes, but then in reality is it don't be. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. I think it's like a uh, a monologue that everybody uh, yeah. just follow. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, such and such said that, so maybe the people soft on that. But you said something that was important. You said you got a two-parent household. Well, I did. But most yeah. of the, my friends on the block yeah. had two-parent households or they had access to both parents. I was one of them, but I believe that it was my mom. But I had a lot of mothers, mm, and I had a lot of being in my family that stepped up for what my dad was there for. So. Yeah, so, and yeah, I say that uh, when, so how you just said men stepped up and I was talking to my wife yesterday and shit. And I said, I think when women say niggas ain't shit, they do the men in their life who stepped up a disservice by saying that, because if a man stepped up to be in your life, how could you say niggas ain't shit? Cause if that man, it don't matter if it's your uncle, your older brother, uh, Mr. Johnson on the block, who was the coach and just knew he wanted to steer yeah. all the kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you say stuff like that, you doing the men who stepped up in your life a disservice well, and being disrespectful. To I him. just kind of look at it like a hit dog. will holler. <laughs> yeah. So that if yeah. it applied to you, then it applied to you. And if it didn't, if you ain't one of those guys, that wasn't shit. Then yeah. Right. So you, you, um, a lot of people don't know, but you play football. You excelled at football, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, for sure. What made you get into football? Uh, man, shoot, I'm the youngest of four boys. Mm. Uh, two of my two of my oldest brothers played D one. Okay, okay. They went to St. Martin de Porres. Okay. Uh, my second oldest brother played in the league for a little bit. Okay. How, uh, how was that having an older brother in the league while you were playing football? Man, so he was so much older than me. I think when he was in the league, I was fourth grade. 
Oh, he Burger. that oh, much older. Yeah, yeah. All, I'm, the, I'm the baby. <laughs> yeah, the baby, yeah. baby. The baby, baby, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like that party baby. Like, like <laughs> yeah. why did you start over now? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like niggas like had 13 year olds and shit. Then come home one day, boom, my wife pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy, ain't it, bro? Hella crazy. Uh, but, you know, we had played sports in the hood, but I was always a big kid, so I was too big to play pal. Yeah. I think I played pal like one year, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but after that, man, I started getting big, and you talk about probably nine, ten, weighing out. Supposed to be on the uh, eighteen, they gonna try to put me on that because that's the only weight I can make. It's yeah. like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Um, and then shoot, bro, I, I didn't play again to my eleventh grade year. Wait yeah. a minute, so you stopped playing football at Pal? I was too big. Didn't play at all, and then eleventh grade. Tell you, me where else I was gonna play. No, no, I'm saying like, so you just. What 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 you do there? Like like you I was you just a big out kid. Of the hood yeah, playing yeah. around. You know what? I was when Pop Water came. Yeah, my brother was a coach for Pop Water, but I was too big to play that too. So I would spend all summer running around with garbage bags on. But genetically, yeah, I would never. Yeah, yeah. So you were still to trying to play. You still had the love for the game. Yeah, but just, yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna ever make that weight limit. So yeah. why you didn't you play those uh, first couple years in high school? Um, so I went to Chassis. Ain't gonna lie, bro. Coach Spade, they was doing all that running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, this and so then, is over. And mind you, I'm going from Joy Row all the way over to Southwest Detroit, catching the bus yeah. to Chassis for football. Yeah. <laughs> and all that running. So I was out there for that my freshman year. I take that back. I was out there for that. But then one day I was at the bus stop on West Chicago because I had to take that West Chicago down to Livernois. Liver noise down to McGraw and walk to the school. Liver noise down, yeah, and then walk all the way to school. One boy, it was just cold. I said, I'm not, I, I can see Cody from my front door. Yeah. <laughs> I said, one day I was like, fuck this, I'm not, not yeah, doing this. Yeah, this too no much. More. Listen, I can wake up yeah. later if I go to this. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I went there. Uh, yeah, uh, what was it? So, yeah, so I played my 11th grade year. Season was too long. In the middle of the season, I quit. <laughs> Still made all city. Yeah. Came back my senior year. Uh played six games. Hurt my ankle. Made blue chip. Made all city. Yeah. Made all state. What what position? Offensive line. Okay. Guard tackle. Yeah. And so then I had a bunch of D one schools showing up, even with just twelve games under my belt. That, I mean that's so a your test. high school career is twelve games. Twelve games. Still win D one. All city. No, my football blue career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, high was, school football career. <laughs> Total in life, even literally <laughs> 12 games. Oh, you said in general. In you general, because I, I was too big in the times, every day yeah, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wow, that's dope. So yeah. what what school did you end up settling on? You said you got Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Green. Now, okay. why did you settle on them? They, that, that's who taught you the money? Urban Buyer. Yeah. Oh, so that was your coach? Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I was going to go to Central Michigan. That's who I committed to. Okay. Uh, now what do that mean? Because I be like, so when you commit to somebody, you that's just you saying, okay, I'm gonna come. Like, it's a verbal commit. Say, hey, I will come. I'm not gonna go visit no other schools. Okay, so once so, you commit, that's when the other visits stop. Supposed to, yeah. And then February come, that's when you sign your letter of intent. Okay, okay. And when you sign this letter of intent, like, what are you saying? I'm now yeah, I'm really gonna, committing. Like I'm you really coming. Your scholarship out? papers yeah, for yeah. the most part, yeah. Yeah, and then so, when do they slide you the the, the, the duffel bag? Hey man, 
Not, not you, you personally. You know. I'm just saying, like, in that process. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I was playing college ball now with these hey, NIL deals. Hey, like. Michigan just uh, passed the uh, the law about to go to the house right now. It passed, but it's about to go to the house uh, section of the uh, at where high school players can get paid. You should be. Oh, yeah. my, so my man from Belleville going to make a grip. See, 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 but this is what I don't like about when they mention the NIL deals in college. It's still not the colleges paying them. That's, yeah. like, like, that's the big misconception now when people say that. Like, yeah. they still not getting nothing from the college as right. far as monetary. businesses in, them in the businesses and stuff, stuff like that. that's, that's sponsoring them. They just allowed to get – because when you say NIL, people automatically think just because they just – I don't know why they thinking that the college is paying them. But the college is not. No, you know not what at I'm all. Saying? So I think that should have been able to go on anyway. It still yeah. ain't hurt. The college still getting over. You know no, what for I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, they still getting over. Because think about it. If you number 27, nobody in football ever played wear number 27. <laughs> right. But you wear that number, you become the star athlete at your school. All of a sudden, you go to bookstore. What jerseys do you see? 27. But you, you know? could make nobody. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. – it, it, yeah, back in the day, they yeah. used to go to the crib, look around. Oh, his mama need a roof. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Ain't no daddy in the home. Uh, let's get them a car. And yeah. boom, you know what I'm saying? Now, might as well just, I feel like this. They should be able to be like, all right, if you giving me a $100,000 scholarship, I should be able to pull from that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah. going to no real classes for real. They, you know what I'm nah, saying? No, they don't play about that no more. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. They, they will play about academics. And the thing I like about, the NIL deals. Number one, kids not going to rush to feel like they got to go to the league because exactly. you can make a lot yeah. of money in school. Yeah. And it incentivize you to go Stay. to class because yeah. if you're academic, academically eligible, you're going to okay. lose the NIL deal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like all girl, uh, LSU make more than everybody in the WNBA. Yeah, salary wise. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. dope to me, but. Yeah. College women's basketball used to be that deal. I mean, it's that deal anyway. Yeah. If people yeah. know about women's basketball, like pro women's basketball was never what was up. It was always college, right. you know. Yeah, and for that's sure. because they ain't really ain't well for the last twenty five years. They have, but they really wasn't having something to look forward to after they this. Lord, the hope. Yeah, yeah. To well, it's think, a lot I of think things. It's eight point five. I think if they take it to yeah. eight point five, and they start bobbing. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, well, yeah, it's right. a lot of stuff, bro. Too, and with that, and we go, we ain't gonna stay on this too long. But people got to understand, right? Only because the WNBA are owned by NBA franchises do people think they should make more. Year 25 in the NBA, the players did not make a lot of money. Right. Year 25 in the NBA, it was a, still a long stretch. The, the WNBA has never turned a profit. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to the uh, Vegas Aces, uh, Asia. And them. They just they did just win like last back to back. Uh, the yeah. other day, back to back. And that's phenomenal. So they should be building a dynasty. But think about this. The WNBA could never be taken serious in year 25 when you had the Detroit Shock win two uh, championships and then there's no Detroit Shock no more. Right. You don't even know next year if it's going to be a – Las Vegas Aces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the type of things that really matter when you talk about building a sports league. Well, that's because they feel like men and equal, the world feel like equal pay for people, but like that. No, don't, no, yeah, but no, this yeah. is sports, and we're this talking about year 25 in yeah, the league. Yeah, they compare year 25 to year yeah. 75. Yeah. It, you, know not, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So when you get to Bowling Green, like how you settle in, you because you said you quit last season because yeah. it was too long. <laughs> you only really <laughs> 12 games in your whole football yeah. career, and now you you here. Yeah, you yeah. committed to a college, a yeah. D one college. Yeah, you you get there, man, and you'll realize what it's gonna be. You have no clue what you're about to get yourself yeah. into. And I had no idea that I will be playing under one of the most iconic coaches right. ever in college football. Right. Um, but getting there as a freshman, like they changed the rules to football camp now. 
But my freshman year, we did 21 days for two days. That's crazy. 21, bro, you lost track of the days. And so since I was big, overweight when I came in, they had me on what they call Fit Kid Club. Yeah. So in the morning at 5 in the morning, I had to be on the elliptical. Yeah. So I ride the elliptical for 45 minutes, get off, walk over to the locker room. Everybody else get McDonald's or whatever breakfast. The strength and conditioning coach gave me an apple and yogurt. a granola. Here you go. That's it. Yeah. You walk in, you step on the scale, write your body weight on the – I mean your body – your weight on the uh, chart. You go into meetings. Meet for three hours, go out, practice for three hours, and the speed was – Fast, yeah. I almost thought like I don't know if you can make it, man. Because like Cody High School, I can play offensive line, and this kid that's playing D line might be a hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, right. Not everybody not gonna be big, but in college everybody was that man on their team. Yeah, right. and they looked apart. And you you don't have time to think to play. You gotta just know it. Yeah, and they were just moving like blurs. Yeah. And then you you. You don't got no conditioning for real. Like you, you yeah. definitely don't got no conditioning. So like, how is this challenging you mentally? Because you know it can be done that you could go to the league. Because unlike other people who dreaming of the league, like you, like no, my brother was in the league. I didn't even think of the league. That was it. it was <laughs> that was not existing. I was trying to survive camp because they yeah. had what they called the midnight flight. You go to camp, practice one day, you wake up the next morning. They call it somebody's name. He packed this shit up. Man, it's like and go. Yo, yeah. Out of there. Oh, because they left. They quit. They, yeah. <laughs> the midnight flight. We out of here. And you know, in high school, you can have a hard practice. You go home and Baba there. It's a cook meal. Yeah. You can kind of get pacified. No, bro. It's after practice. You done got your butt whooped all day. You got to lay in the dorm next to another dude. And you wake up next to a dude. You is taking showers next to Shit a dude. Shit is like jail. Yeah, you don't see no women but the trainers. And they yeah. ugly as hell the yeah, first day. Yeah. yeah. By camp. Seven to cap day 15, the traders look so beautiful. Yeah, now, listen, <laughs> was this your first time being away from home too? Like the adjustment period, yeah, yeah no, for so, sure, for sure. So, you so are you, you are you really having a hard time though because you're going through the adjustment, then the actual practices, and then the, the fat camp shit? You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I think after cap was out because Detroit was only. Hour twenty minutes away, yeah. And I was red shirted. If we had a bye week, yeah, the red shirt we stayed oh, on okay. campus. So I'll just come home. Yeah. So that made it easier. So that made it easier. Then I started got to a point where I didn't come home as much, yeah. but that's what helped me kind of get over it. Uh, but what uh, music helped you get through this, bro? You know what? The song I listen to the most in camp is to uh yeah uh uh damn, what is it? Kitty Chesney. The good stuff. Yeah. See, that's why I had to ask, because people will automatically think it was going to be a rap song. No, see. That's a, that's a uh, exclusive. We the home of exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because black, how we did it was, what more did the black people had a radio? <laughs> Even in practice, the white people had a radio. And yeah. then the next morning, white people get the sound system. It, yeah. it, it was dope because you got introduced to each other's music, music. And that's why I started hearing country. So, like, Kitty Chesney, Toby Keith. 
Yo, Kenny yo. Chesney's like, yo, Jigger dropping? No, nigga, I'm dropping. That's how, like, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of these people might not know who Kenny Chesney yeah. is. Y'all got to look him up. Like, he's the powerhouse, especially at that time. Yeah. Like, he's dominating the charts. If rap yeah. about to drop and think they about to take over the charts, it's Kenny Chesney coming. Yeah. And his shit be banging. It ain't like, that shit sure. was well-deserved when he was getting them number one when he really still had to buy records. You yeah, know what for I'm sure. saying? I yeah. bet you he's streaming in the billions right definitely. now. Yeah. Absolutely. He definitely, definitely <laughs> one of them. You know what I'm saying? So, so you, how did college uh, end? for you did you play all four years did you say well, you yeah. so I, so i registered my freshman year but i started traveling as a true freshman okay because i was balling and urban buyer and dan butler was jogging around campus and they called me and they said hey mark crane that's my last name yeah. i come out of class like what well, he said come here i said what's up coach he said you're good you're gonna play a lot of games here because here i am as a freshman Upperclassmen, you know, freshman, when you're scouting, you go to get the first offensive, I mean, first defense. Right, yeah, you playing the good people. And I'll be there light day ass up. Because <laughs> it went from being fast. Shout out to my guy, Javon Burks, for Holly Park. But he was like our Ray Lewis. Yeah. Middle linebacker, 6'2", 260, Q-Dog. It was typical. Yeah, and football man, nigga, yeah. And, yeah. Man, and I remember as a freshman, hardest hit dude on the team, they called a play where I had to pull. And I had to hit Burks, and I'm sitting over there like, oh. And they call it Blue 19. Blue 19's a hut. I pulled around. The hole opened and you up. You can tell he remember it like it was yesterday. They're going to burst because this is my aha moment that yeah, yeah. I'm going to be able to make it here. Yeah, yeah. And when they opened up, Burks was right there. He came down here. I ran on, I hit him. Bow! Yeah. And I pancaked him. Boom! Yeah. Ran, running back, run past him. Everybody's looking like, we got oh, it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, defensive coordinator, like, what the fuck? Did you yell, Joy Row? Be real. Yeah, I, I did. I should have, though. <laughs> but he was like, you just let a fucking freshman kick your ass, whatever. Run a play over. I'm like, oh, now he know. Yeah. I'm coming. They call it again. I pulled around. He coming down full speed. We hit. Bow. And I picked him up and pancaked him again. Yeah. Touchdown again. Now I'm lit. Yeah. Ah, they say run it again. Yeah, he looked at that Highland Park nigga like I'm yeah. a real Detroit nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but Burke started pacing back and forth. They said, huh, I pulled around again. It opened up. I said, yeah, and I hit him. Boom. So I got him. I said, uh-oh. Uh-oh, my feet coming off the ground. He said, he just put me on my back, man. But after that. Yeah, well, it's too practice. late. I done got you twice. Yeah, I done proved myself. But yeah. that's what put me really on the coach's clock. Like, oh, no, he's something special. Then my red shirt freshman year where I was able to start academically ineligible. Because mm. this is the crazy thing about it. Urban Meyer did play. Yeah. You had to go to class. Yeah, They go come to the your, your uh, lecture hall. They go just look at the first three rows. If you're not in the first three rows, you you're not in you. class. Yeah. And so I was going to class every day, but coming for Cody, I didn't know how to use the internet. Yeah. People was That's in there crazy. turning in papers and stuff. And I'm just looking like how what am I doing? Like yeah. where y'all do that? He was like, yeah. it's in the syllabus. What's the syllabus? What the fuck you mean the syllabus? Yeah. It's on Blackboard online. Yeah. Like what? The best the most I do about all on the internet was Black Planet. Yeah, especially in 2002. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's what I uh, say uh, a lot too that sometimes man coming from a school in the inner city is a huge disservice, bro. Yeah. And and people really don't okay, so we big on education, so 
when it was time to go to high school, we was like, yo, we can't go to Inkster High, man. They high school, like, it's just not there for us. Like, yeah. we, we went in eighth grade the second semester. We took the uh, midterms the first day, not even knowing the material and aced them bitches. This ain't it. That's oh, cool man. for people to think, but this ain't it. Because yeah. I, I shouldn't be able to do this. I had yeah, but no but challenge. The crazy thing is they don't know it's not it because they ain't been nowhere else. You right. Know what so I'm we, so we end up going to Romulus. Uh, you feel what I'm saying? And we like, okay, this is a little bit of challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we graduated in the top, like, that nigga was like what? You cause 24. And if he was 24, I had to be like 22, 22. 22. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Class, and it's, it's 300 motherfuckers graduating. Yeah. He just found that out too, the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. Yeah. transcripts and shit. Just okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what, what rap music you listening to though? Because no, you are. No, music though. Yeah, music though. But you from the city. You yeah. down there. You you playing football. You Because at this time, like you like, okay, I'm I'm here. This is, I'm I'm living my moment. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what what are you into as far as musically? At this time, man, what? M G Unit and what Mike Jones, that whole movement yeah. is going crazy right now. Yeah. So I think that's what we and all that that crunk music. Yeah. Cause you know I had a got a lot of guys on the team that was from Georgia. Yeah. So you know, I remember we used to come out when we used to come out to the games, we used to come out to that that Pastor Troy. We ready. We ready. Yeah. No, 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 that was that was Archie. Archie. No, no, it's two we ready. No, oh, you talk about the uh, the, uh, the Master uh, P disc. Yeah, 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 we come out there. Yeah, we yeah. we in the title. That's we a football ready. song for show. We ready. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Called No Limit Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when P called, I'll make you say, uh, what the fuck was Robert Fonte doing there, man? Answering the phone. He probably was writing for niggas. He was your thinking cap, nigga. Yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. Fonte in the studio, nigga. He probably writing for niggas. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you end up after, like, what do you, like, do you finish college? What you, yeah, like, no, for sure I do. So you graduated? Yeah. Yeah, that's I got dope. a degree in sociology. Okay. Sociology. Yeah. Um, that's how you be able to be talking that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all makes sense. Call them up exclusively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, so, like, after my, they got me some academic advisors. Yeah. Got me on track. Bounced back. My red shirt sophomore year, I was splitting time. Okay. Um, but that that was probably the hardest year of my life. In uh, general. In general. Because my best friend and my nephew, my sister over here, uh, her son, which is my nephew, we was three weeks apart. Okay. And oh, he ended up getting murdered. Up here? Yeah, yeah. In the city? Yeah. And, um, so it's really like your brother. Yeah, for sure, because my brothers was like my uncles. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. so much older. That, <laughs> we started elementary school together. Yeah. We graduated yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do, do, did that make you want to come back, or did that make you push harder, push forward? Because yeah. I, I always call death the, uh, that's the real fork in the road. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like, fuck this shit, I got to go handle that. But it, Or it's like, no, I got to still do something for the family that we could be proud of because I might hoist the trophy up, yeah. and this is for you, bro. We did it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So so what I did it make you do? Take trophy. Yeah. You know what, well, I, what, 19, 20? Yeah. What happened? I, I don't think I was either one. I was just broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just out there broken, man. Um, but when that happened... I ended up having like one of the best camps I ever had. Yeah. Somehow, subconsciously, something in me snapped or shook me in, but now I'm starting. Yeah. Now, now what I'm hearing though, it sounds like the school really cared about you yeah. because you like they got me the academic advice because yeah. that them part of the stories you don't hear. You hear yeah. dog flunked out of college. You know what I'm saying? So like, do are you feeling like the school during this time in your you. life? 
Is the school or the, I mean, the team gathering around you like they do? How many people actually know what you're going through? Yeah, they everybody do. Okay. Like, like especially if my guys, my teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. But then shout out to my old line coach, Coach Stud. Uh, he, not with, he was just with Ohio State. He's not with him no more. But he really rallied around. You know, they was having hard times when they would have to call my sister, like, yo, you got to come up here because he up here fucking people up. Yeah, right. I was right. fighting. He was angry. Yeah, man. Like, I. I didn't know how to deal with that, but they 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 really circled around me, and they put a lot of love around me, a lot of resources. They got me to speak with a counselor. Yeah, yeah. and um, something you normally wouldn't have had. Oh, you know, for just sure, at home, you know that's true. Saying, so. And then, uh, shoot, man, they say I know I go out. I'm starting against Wisconsin, and I remember they D line. They end up all get drafted like first, second round. Okay, so you know, scout report, you know, they like, hey, these some dogs. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, all right, I'm studying film. We get out there, first few plays, I'm hitting them, and they just falling over like, like nothing. And I'm sitting here like, bro, is this supposed to be, is these the dudes they say was on the scout report? Yeah. They just falling easy. And I'm yeah. sitting here like, bro, it should not. It's it this easy. And it always was that easy the whole season. Yeah. So they say, you know, at the end of that season, I'm all conference. Yeah. I ain't thinking of nothing. Now my coach talking to me like, hey, this NFL team called, this NFL team called. I was never thinking about NFL, bro. I just went through so much. Yeah, I, yeah. Academically ineligible, my my best friend murdered. I, NFL wasn't even in the picture. It just now like, during during these college years, how close are you with your brothers? Because you said they both played. So yeah. like are like are since they like your uncles, I know they yeah. got kids that they own. They, they going through stuff. Or they, yeah, they real like you you yeah. So like, but how was they supporting you? Just during your football journey, not that directly, not that time directly right there, but yeah. once you say, hey, bro, these NFL, I mean, NFL calling me yeah. now, like, what's the play? Like, what? how do I approach this? Like, do they got stone cold advice for you? Like, Yeah, no, yes and no. So what I what I delegated was I was getting reached out to by a lot of agents. Yeah. Okay. You know, you see, like, agents at the airport trying to talk to teammates, get yeah. your number, yeah. agents coming out everywhere. And you got to be, at that time, you had to be real careful with an agent because you mess around and talk to an agent too early, you could lose your eligibility. So I was like, look, I'm going to say every, all the agents to y'all. By the end of the season, yeah, just narrow it down to the top three. Yeah. We had meet with them. Yeah. And then I ended up going with uh, Richard Katz, KMG out of uh, Cincinnati. Okay. That's why I ended up picking as my agent. Uh, it was me. Uh, you remember Brent Selleck played tight end for the Eagles? That sounds familiar. Uh, I'm not really well uh, versed okay. in football. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, it was like I, my senior year. I'd be at practice. They see, you know, you see a whole bunch of NFL scouts out there. <laughs> just looking, just looking. And then it's like the college process. They calling you. It's kind of like the same exact thing over. Yeah, huh? and then I would play the college all star game. That was cool. You know, you take the water league test, but that was the first time I ever felt like a slave. Straight up, you know, <laughs> you're not the first person I heard say that, bro. Because you standing out in a in a hallway with just. Your, your compression tights on. Yeah. No shirt, no socks, no nothing. Just a bunch of black. Like you just got There's off the shit. There's a bunch of dudes, white and black, but mostly black. But when you walk into a room, an office room, it's a bunch of white men with suits and tablets. And they say, stand up, stretch out your hands, stretch out your arms, turn around. Yeah, they take all you these out. measurements. Yeah. And I felt like I was on a, a slave block. And I was like, damn, this is like with the ancestors. 
That sounds crazy weird. too because so many people can't like, wait to get there. Can't wait to can't get wait there to get and they don't even know that option. that room exists until yeah. they get there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so what uh how did that all turn out for you? Did you go to the league ultimately? Uh briefly. I I was say uh went to rookie camp, the Redskins. Okay. Then I was a cap down there with uh the Saints. Okay. Uh because I went a drafted free agent. See, here to go the other problem. Because football always came so easy, I never did nothing extra. Yeah. I wasn't the guy that wore, watched extra film. Yeah. And they do extra drills. Yeah. For what? It, I never had to do it. Right. But, it's natural. This all yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you get to that level, you better do you it. You better do it. Yeah. But I felt like I never had to do it, so I didn't. So always had issues with maintaining, keeping my weight down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I showed up heavy. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I played at you 350. Zion out there. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I'm bad because I played college ball at 350. Yeah. Oh, they, was, they wanted you to come down. They wanted me to come down. Yeah. But now I see guys out there easily 370, 380. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. But, want... but back then, you know, NFL had all these metrics of what a player should be. Now they kind of get away from it. Yeah, yeah, because they in there stretching niggas out, measuring yeah. them. So they, the average, they, they put tossing you in the average of yeah. what the size should be. So when you go to these camps, like, how much were you turned off the more and more, the closer and closer you got? Now you at camp, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are you you still, like, because you, from what I'm gathering, you ain't give a fuck about the NFL, period. So I, I didn't care about football. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it just I, came And easy. I always ask people that, right, because, like, with us being coaches, right, you see, like, a talent. And they, it's, it's a little boy out there right now, right? I just ain't going to say his name, right? But it's a little boy out there, and he, he just got it, right? And I said, but he could burn out in high school and say, I don't even want to do this shit no yeah. more. You know what I'm saying? But he might still feel like he have to, depending on the situation that his family in. And I don't know what situation yeah. his family in, but, you know, the better the situation your family in, the less you got to do shit you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, like, you turned off by it. Do you just be like, I don't want to do this? Or do you let them tell you, like, nah, this ain't for you? Uh, Well, like you said, NFL stand for not for long. Yeah. Uh, I got there, especially when I was in uh, New Orleans. Um, it was humid, hot. You and know, when you get, and when you get off the plane, it's thing because of that river. Facts, yeah. <laughs> um, but what you learned is, first of all, you see a dudes my size, but four percent body fat. Yeah, and they ran fast like cats. And you're yeah. like, how's this even possible? Yeah, a partner well, of mine made it to the NFL. He was yeah. 200 pounds, zero percent body fat. He was a running back. This is wild. Five five. All my life, I've been Big D, and for the first time, I'm Derek. Yeah. You get that, boy. It's just like, bro, you're not the biggest guy in the world, Derek. Um, but when you get in there, you realize, bro, you feel like you're like the worst reality show ever. Like, who's going home today? Yeah, yeah. It is literally like that. Like I it's saw, Tuesday to Tuesday in the NFL, right? Yeah. It, it, once you, well, that's when you get paid, but oh, that's okay. only if you make the, either the practice squad or the active roster. Oh, okay, okay. Um. It ain't really like that in camp, per se. Because I was in camp, man. I was, dudes were getting cut butt naked in the shower. Scrubbing. Like, Player personnel be like, hey, when you get done. You out of here. Coach, uh, coach want to talk to you. You out of there. See, because, like, the NFL, the NBA, all of them, it's just manufacturing. It's just like it's just like any other industry. They manufacturing when he say, like, oh, they got an idea player or what the team. Yeah. That's just the assembly line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, while all of this is going on, what else are you into? Besides, like, because you don't care about the NFL, so my, my you got your degree. Music. Okay, okay. Music, yeah. man. Like, I was always into making beats. I always had, like, a 
Because when I picked Bowling Green, I wanted to go to I wanted to major in audio engineering. Okay. And when I got on campus, the school started. All the courses was held during the time we had to have blocked off for of football. Oh, okay. So I couldn't I couldn't major or minor in audio engineering. And I always wonder how that worked too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you gotta have a what a eight hour block off or so 12? yeah, you gotta have from twelve to five had to be blocked off. Okay. Every day. So you have to take your classes early morning or evening. Yeah. And so all the audio engineering was doing that block. Yeah. So I was just taking a bunch of classes, and, you know, by the time you're a sophomore, you have to declare a major at that time. And I looked, and I was like, well, what's going to get me out here the fastest? But I did want to walk away with a liberal arts degree. <laughs> or or African-American studies degree. Yeah, that's right, liberal man. arts. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I didn't and want my it. wife said stop shooting at her and shit on, when you say that shit. <laughs> but I'm not talking about her, though, bro. So many more people with them degrees. She doing good, though. Know, you know what I'm saying? saying? But, like, yeah, nigga, yeah. mostly you could go teach, like, African-American history at PetSmart. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel me? To the Tigers At least that says you got some type of expertise. Yeah. Liberal arts just said, hey, I took a little this, a little of that. classes. Yeah. I said I went to college, yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad. Uh, so that's that's how I ended up getting sociology. Not that there was necessarily a true interest in it, but it ended up helping me learning yeah. those different type of uh, what you, what you want to call it um, not philosophies. But I, I'll just say that for the lack of a better term, it come to me the word. But learning those philosophies, knowing why, why do people do what they do, yeah, that's why I use for my platform. Yeah, Vlad. When I look at Vlad, Vlad get the, the chronological order yeah. when things happen. And he's big on the events. Yeah. Look at Say Cheese, they want to know the how. Yeah. Like, how you do this? How you get here? Yeah. Me, I'm like, why? Yeah. And, What's if, in you that made you. Yeah. And so when you yeah. I start hearing you got a philosophy or a religion or a belief, yeah. and you say it, I'm gonna push back a little bit more. Yeah. And people get mad at me because if you're a rapper or somebody that come in there think you're gonna just say some cool shit, I'm be like, okay, okay, no, I'm pushing, let's dig. Let's let's dig, let's dig into yeah, that. So. And I noticed that you said and was that one of the reasons you said you're not interested really in interviewing rappers no more? Because they always come with the cool shit and don't wanna do nothing more yeah, than surface. Yeah, man. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Because everybody had to sell everybody had to sell dope because they wanted Jordans. Like that's the same story over and over and over again, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you niggas is humans, man. Just yeah. even if you are killers, you still a human. Even if you are a boss, you still a human, man. So yeah. like niggas got these preconceived notions. Um, everybody still want to be old dog, bro. Thirty years later, you you, you feel what I'm saying? Don't nobody yeah. want to be Kane? Nobody want to be Sharif? Everybody want to be old dog right. and try to make it to be AWAX. Like that's just what it is, bro. And that's sad and retarded to me. You know what I'm saying? And they emotional, man. And yeah. they're not. Most of them not very articulate. They don't yeah. know how to. Well, talk. you know what? I think that's actually a lot of them are, but they plan like we saying they plan the character because like hell no. <laughs> No, we not you think this still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's some Malibu most wanted niggas out there more than niggas think, though. Yeah. You know what I'm this saying? is why artists get rappers get angry, yeah, and why they don't want to do interviews and really open up. Why? Because they can't talk. They don't yeah. know how to articulate how they yeah. feel. It's just like a child when I can't tell you how I feel, I act out. Yeah. I want to get angry and now beat the blogger up and call yeah. them names. It's yeah, and I hate shit like that too. And you know, we interview rappers and shit, so we definitely know. So we, we when we start talking, we just give each other that look like, yo, we going to have to carry this. And they're talk. boring. <laughs> Bro, they just think not talking 
it's cool. Yeah, let me, man. You know, I sh- I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. So why you even come on here, dog? You like, feel bro, what I'm get, saying? get the fuck on. Because really, like the art of interviewing was, especially when it was print. It was to get to know about the artist whose yeah. music you liked. Since it's not print no more, anybody can cut the cameras on. A lot of people be like, well, I could do this. And then it's like you, especially like the popular rappers. Yeah. I think sometimes the more the popular the rapper, like the less they think they got to do to Thanks. go. So it's like, we don't, why will we enter? Why will we sit with you, bro? You not even go open up or, or speak about shit. Yeah. Yeah, and that that be funny to me because like when I when I watch your uh, when I watch your channel, I be like, that's why I was like with your degree in because I'm like, oh, he know he know about this this sparring, this combat, yeah. And you go only take it as disrespectful if you're not with low emotional intelligence. Like it, yeah. it it all worked perfect now that you say it with your degree in because people don't even understand that they part of a, a social experiment. A, a social experiment like like we we uh. We was started rapping when we was nine or ten years old. So by the time we was ten, before we ever tried to do anything else, before we ever stepped on the basketball court, we had been. I had been getting some. I got some pussy. I caught a case. Yeah, this is at ten. This is at ten. For real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but by the Uh. by the time we was ten, I got some pussy. That's because a thirteen year old girl made me fuck her. You know what I'm saying? I caught a case because I put a knife on the white boy for acting uh, acting tough. And then we was rapping. So by the time we even played basketball and stepped on the court, we was already somebody where we was from. We was already like, and yeah. then, you know, we twins. So we twins. So like, it was always a spotlight on us, right? But then when I look back at people, like, damn, you niggas was tough as hell getting chased home. Like, and I'm watching it. Yeah. And now that could have been the moment that you decided that you wasn't gonna run no more. But now I could be like, damn, I. You remember dog and it was chasing you and I I'm a whole ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, and they want to rap about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody had an experience that turned you into this super gangster gang banging yeah. motherfucker and it's not all the same. Maybe you seen one of your homies get knocked down and you like that's not going to happen to me. Yeah. And but they can't articulate that. But you you know what you do? You did create two stars, bro. You know what oh, I'm saying? Man. Well, you created more, but I'm saying like I know from how this shit work. Like we yeah. know people listen to us who would never say they listen to us because of shit that we do on our show, how we say shit and all that. But you know, motherfuckers is watching your shit because they grabbing <laughs> your guests. Yeah. Like they grabbing if, your talent. If you don't know, if people don't know, this the nigga who had the gay crip nigga on this shit first. Hey, Tony Woolridge. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, I couldn't Tony. remember his last name. Yep. When I seen that shit, I sent it to him. I said, "Dog, this is spoof." <laughs> I said, "Dog, this is not real." And then I because. Even though we from here, like we versed in gangbang culture, yeah. which, like, which sounds crazy because we from Inkster, Michigan, right? But it's not that crazy because we know that the, the gangbanging spread with drug with dealing. drug dealing. Yeah. So anywhere, any set of Cripper blood went came the gang again. So we understand prices. that he could he could have really been from that set, being from Texas. But when I seen him, I said. I thought he was a comedian. I, you, you, you know what I'm saying? But then you was like, yo, this, this nigga is talking crazy. <laughs> like, like, yo, this nigga is talking crazy over here. And then, boom, next thing you know, such and such grab him. And now they got a job over yeah. there. Yep. Even with Hellcat. Hellcat, the first time I ever seen Hellcat was on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I sent it to him, too. And I said, this is an interesting motherfucker right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know. Boom, she done made her way over there too. So when yep. shit like that happened, bro, do you give niggas a call? And not the talent, the niggas who plucking the talent. Uh, no, uh, not at all. Y- y'all forget one more. Charleston White. 
No, dog face. Dog, what, well, what? well, we was hip to him. We, yeah, we, because we from here. So Y'all from we, here. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 but he he break it down there. Like, yeah. is he going crazy? Yeah. Down but see, there? I get the the psychology behind that because, like, people be so afraid to say when other people did whole shit who they think everybody's supposed to love. Because like, the most popular nigga is the right nigga. You feel first. what I'm saying? It's some shit that I just be like. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny, right? I'm gonna say this right now, right, right. We me and my brother, we used to hit each other up and we would say whole ass shit, right? Then we know it's whole ass shit, right? And we'd be like, but this rapper said that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is this is what such and such said. It could be in his lyrics, it could be you feel what I'm saying? And yeah. niggas just don't be real. Like a lot of niggas be like, Oh, you just letting that slide because you like dog music. That's fair. You feel what yep, I'm saying? That's how we'd be like, yo, that shit yeah, weak, man. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And dude, some, yeah. some tissue. My bad, brother. It's all good, yeah. And dude be calling motherfuckers out. So, of course, we we knew he was going to go viral with that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, that's what I'm saying. He be right, like Charleston White be right on a lot of shit. But niggas be so pledged allegiance to the wrong shit that they can't agree with shit. Like, okay, I'm a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen, me, yeah. myself. I don't want you niggas going crazy in my mama's neighborhood because if I got to come out there because y'all acting a fool on my mama block, I got to come out there, bro. And, and that's that ain't not even cool. no touch, tough shit. That's, that's just that's me what the next protecting want yeah, for, for the, his, his mom's block or his auntie. You talking about for Charleston? No, I'm saying in oh. general. Like, you know, niggas be saying he be on some whole shit, but he, he just. He can't be. He, but certain two shit he said. Two things can be true. At the yeah, same yeah, time. Two th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he also tell you he playing a character, which is funny to me because, like, okay, that's a character. So, like, you niggas is so emotional, y'all getting mad at the character. But y'all love O-Dog. Uh, Charleston get emotional too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, he yeah. perfect with the internet. Charles, you know, Charleston don't mess with me. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> shout out to Charleston. He get emotional too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but we, 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 was it a real rift or was it some internet shit? And we ain't gotta uh, stay on that too long. No, it ain't even about that. Um, I play the game. Yeah. If we gonna do theater, let's do theater. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, my brother on my dad's side here with Charleston White, best friends. <laughs> That's how it's, crazy. A, it's, it's funny because I be on the phone with my brother. He be like, man, I just got off the phone with Charleston. He said, Denaro, you my man, but man, fuck your bitch ass brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say no, homie. I hate that nigga, man. That's a wild to tell a nigga brother, too. So, how you end up in Dallas, bro? You know what I'm saying? Because they sit there and tell you that Dallas the real D. So, I know Hell you go no. back and forth with niggas. You know what I'm saying? No, like, we already shut that down. I say Dallas is triple D. Y'all yeah. can be D town. Y'all yeah. can be Y'all can big be whatever D. y'all want to be. The yeah. D is only one. And everybody yeah. knows when you say the D. Any place in the country, they're probably in the Oklahoma. World, baby, yeah. In the world, it's Detroit. Yeah, I used to work in retail and shit, and uh, I worked for a company, and they uh, acquired like 10 stores in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So we used to have these manager meetings, and they all came, and they was talking that D shit, that D shit, that D shit. And I said, because I'm an angsty nigga, but, you know, I said to them city, to my city niggas, y'all going to let that ride? The only D we acknowledge in is Detroit, while we, especially around other motherfuckers, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? They had, but damn, what the fuck was the name of that shit? It was like 10 stores. It was Villa, though. I worked for Villa, and then they bought like 10 stores down there the, through Dallas, Fort Worth. And okay. Shit. And, all, and all the ladies had gold teeth. And shit, it wasn't no tight holes. <laughs> oh, you feel what I'm saying? But yeah, must yeah, be in the hood. Yeah, all stores was in all the stores like that they DTLR bought. DTLR or something? It's DTLR now. Okay. You, so it was Villa. Uh, DTLR was in Atlanta. Okay. And then Villa was from Philadelphia. They came out here. They did their thing, thanks to me and my team. And then they bought some stores in Dallas that the, uh, that Nike was like, oh, it's a company in Dallas that has 10 stores that you guys should look into. So, a.k.a. buy them so we can feed y'all more product. They bought them and shit. 
And then we we always had manager meetings, but when we had that one first one with them, they was detowned out and shit. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? You feel me? So yeah, how did you end up getting it, making it to Dallas? Oh uh, man, shout out to my Janice. Uh, my mom's sisters were out there. Um, always wanted to go back south. Yeah, you know I hate the snow. Yeah, and uh, shoot, man, once football looked like that wasn't gonna happen no more because you know I tried to do the arena ball thing. Oh, okay. So I did that. And once I was done with that, I went to Texas, man, and been out there since, what, 2010. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what, what when you started in the actual industry, what did you start doing? So I had a studio. Yeah, Say Cheese. Yeah, so, yeah, that's how I started. So, like, when I moved there, all my studio equipment I had in my art garage. Yeah. So I wasn't really doing no music at the time, but my little cousin, shout out C. Green, he was best friends with who I've come to be, Sean Cotton. Yeah. They've been first, best friends since first grade. So for those who don't know Sean Cotton, he's the CEO of Say Cheese TV. Yeah. Um, he hit me up like, hey, man, can we use your equipment? I said, what's up? He said, my partner, we found this um, little studio space over there. got the booth and everything. We want to use the equipment. I'm like, cool. I ain't doing nothing. Then one day, uh, I got off of work. I was like, where y'all at? He's like, at the studio. It just so happened to be by my job. And then I went in there. All the equipment was there. That's when I met Sean, and at that time, the studio was called Say Cheese TV, but none of them knew how to record. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they just hang in there. So I start yeah. being in there recording, and by doing that and taking over that space, that's how I start making a name in the city. In the city, And yeah. knowing everybody, you know, my job, you know, I was wearing suits and ties and tie bars and cufflinks. Yeah. So, you know, where, you where was you working at the time? I, I, was, I was doing mortgage. Okay. Um, uh, Nation Star Mortgage at the time. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I come and you, you guys, hated that shit too, didn't you? Huh? You hated it, didn't you? It was cool. It, it was, was cool. probably good money, but you yeah. like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Because any creative feel like that as soon as they sit down and But you know list. what? I, my mindset was this is my sponsor. Okay. Yeah, me too. That's how I feel. Yeah, too. I, yeah. I had to psych my mind out. As long as I knew this was my sponsor that was paying for where I was trying to get to, then I never felt slaved when yeah. I walked in yeah. that door. It's your first investor. Your yeah. job is your first investor. So, shoot, man, I started doing that and then I start. Me being a big dude, and I got these suits on. Everybody just thought you was security. Yeah, no, no they the thought CEO. I was like CEO. So yeah. that's when like the day Big D the mogul. They like that Suge Knight looking came nigga. In. Yeah, that's how I went <laughs> yeah, all the you time. Got the beard and shit. That Suge Knight looking nigga. And so ever since then, Sean started doing because his people from Philly. He came back, picked up the camera, start recording freestyles. The freestyles start turning to interviews. And whenever I moved the studio to get a bigger space. Say Cheese always did their interviews yeah. wherever I moved to space. Yeah. Then when I got um, engaged, well, when I when I had my bachelor's party, I had it up here, 2015. That's when Say Cheese, I brought Say Cheese to Detroit. That yeah. was his first time that, when he interviewed Dex Osama. Yeah. 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 And so I was just and that's my guy. I was just was talking to him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, how was it seeing, like, these people who turned into uh, stars on the national scene coming up, you know what I'm saying, like a Mo3 and stuff yeah. like that. Now, I'm not going to act like I was up on Mo3 because yeah. I, I, I've definitely, to this day, never heard a Mo3 song. If I have, I didn't know. That's not, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. just gravitate toward what I gravitate toward. But I just know when somebody come up and start to be the face and Yellow Beezy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yellow Beezy just had some joints on the radio that was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, uh, when you you saw these people come up, right? So how was that? Because like it's like oh Dallas home now or Fort Worth or I don't you know I don't know how they mix uh, it up. So let me be completely transparent. I heard Mo three. They had like this so Dallas song 
where like all kind of like what Detroit did, Detroit versus everybody. Yeah. Everybody started kind of doing a version. Yeah. Dallas had one. And yellow, I mean, Mo three came on at the end. Yeah. I was like, God damn, who is that? Yeah. He was cold. But I honestly never listened to Mo three music until after he died. Yeah, you see, see, my nigga from Dallas was Tom Tom and Big Tuck and okay, DSR. Sorry, see, yeah, I, yeah, I'm from yeah. that era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was. See, what's that. even crazy is well, I do Tom Tom for the Caprice classic. Yeah, song he had, but I did not know DSR. Yeah, I didn't know them. Yeah, I didn't know Big Tuck them until I got to Dallas. Yeah, and, and so see with us the music. Because we did music, we also did marketing. So it was just a little different because we felt like in order for us to do marketing correctly, we had to know what was going on in different markets. You feel what I'm saying? So Dallas is a top five market. And that's what I'm saying. So we we really had to go dig in that underground. Like Murder Dog Magazine, all of that shit. Like we had to dig in that underground because the people we was doing marketing for, they was if they was gonna blow, they had to come through the underground. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wasn't even thinking about the radio. We thinking about who number one at this record store uh, and stuff like that and everything like that. So when we start doing that and we coming up, because Tum Tum and them, them boys was gone. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, grinding. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to my guy BC, Southern Fire Marketing out there. Yeah, Mr. Uh, what was that nigga, Mr. Lucci? Uh, Mr. Lucci, uh, uh, Twisted Black. You because Twisted Black a city nigga for real. He yeah, from Detroit. He, he you just welcome home to him. Yeah, Mr. Pookie, Mr. Pookie, Mr. Lucci, Mr. Lucci. My guy, I just talked to him the other day. Yeah, yeah. see, you see, you, we ain't just throwing yeah, these names. Y'all, 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 y'all tapped in. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah. Like you know, I had to get it. I I got more educated on Dallas music once I um. Well, the studio, because I was trying to manage artists. Yeah. So I kind of started knowing who's who, but like they they classics, they OGs. They By the time I got there. It was already passed. Over, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so it's a new regime. And, and then, you know, know shout out to Doc Big Chief. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? People got mad at me because I'm arguing with Chief. Because, I mean, Chief is a legend, but I didn't grow up listening to Chief, so... I looked at Chief as just another nigga I'm talking to on the internet. Yeah, and see that. And, and we that, arguing. Yeah, yeah. But people got to understand that, too, because, like, a lot of. A this lot is of, pre-internet. All yeah. of these niggas blew up. Big yeah. Chief, DSR, Big Tuck, Tum Tum. This is pre-internet. You yeah. had to want to listen to this shit. This shit was not. It wasn't no such thing as a playlist. So yeah, it might you, come on. Yeah, you, you had to want to listen to this shit. You had to discover it. So for a nigga who from Detroit who played football at Bowling Green, the odds of hearing Big Chief if it ain't no Dallas niggas on the team right. is slim to none. Yeah, it's right. like you know what I'm saying? Because but that be because niggas don't never get outside they bubble either. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Not <laughs> not saying that they didn't, but I'm saying a nigga who arguing with you on the internet about arguing yeah. with him is a nigga who ain't never left Oak Cliff. So yeah. he don't know. Yeah, but see, you that's how Texas saying? is. Texas is so big; it's like a country is own. You really don't oh, sure, have to sure. leave out that point. Yeah, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. You pop as an artist there. All you need to do is stay there. You will automatically get North Louisiana, Arkansas, and Oklahoma tied in. Yeah, you, you ain't so might slide to Mississippi depending Maybe. on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? depending on if you would take the drive. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so but that's the that's that good chitlin circuit that people still try to act like don't exist and that's what's keeping the the rappers uh going now. Yeah, rappers so, dead. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Uh, you it, think so? Yeah. It, do, it's oh, dead. do and do you uh, 
I would agree because there's no such thing as physical units no more. If people still w- bought physical units, I think independent artists could still make a good living. Yeah. But by everybody uh, having to use, the, having same to use the same form of distribution, right? And then this is one thing that I notice artists don't do either, right? Your shit could be on the DSP, but you can also push your shit for sale on your own site and get money off of that. And yeah. artists don't want to do that. You know and, what I mean? And the reason rap is dead because it was part of the 100 year plan and it's in year 50 and it Work the plan to destroy the black community. Like we, I often say, like man, That's like a good conspiracy. Like, like you got to think about it. Like what, what everybody's saying about this female surgeons of rap. That's horror rap and all of that, right? It. Right. But this is what it is. Like I believe that they seen that the the the, the gangster rap destroyed the black man. Right now we have to the we the, the finishing blow. We got to destroy the women. Oh, I don't. First of all, I don't think we destroyed. What the black male? I, I think. Look, man, I think it's, look at it like this. Number one, I love horror rap. <laughs> I just want to say that. And yeah. I think it's amazing. And I'm glad it replaced drill. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you couldn't sure, sure. go yeah. to the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drinking, you having a good time all night. It's just murder, 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 yeah. murder, I, murder. I, I'm a big fan of the horror rap, too, because yeah. I feel like like this it's is. some horrors. Yeah, like, yeah like, be open about but, this shit. And, and even though I don't think horrors, <laughs> horrors don't exist. I like the idea that people are just free with fucking now. We gonna just have a good time and we gonna fuck. And well, that's is, good. This and is fucking will the, always uh, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also the uh, the the world that the motherfucking hippies wanted to live in. This is that world, bro. Like this yeah. is free, open. This is the shit. Like this is that hippie shit. Like everybody getting high fucking, bro. That's what they doing. I, I think that's a. It could be a good. It, it could be a good thing. Yeah. But I, I don't think I'm not against it. But I don't think the black. Man is destroyed. In fact, I think the black man is thriving here. So, I'm 39. I'm only one ge- I'm one generation from Jim Crow. My mom never went to an integrated high school okay. in Louisiana. Okay. She grew up segregated South. So, I'm only one generation at 39 yeah. from Jim Crow. Yeah. I'm probably about three or two and a half from slavery. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're definitely about, two and a half. If your mom grew up in the Jim Crow South, right, her grandparents. You, yeah, how old was your mom when you was born? 35. Okay. 34, yeah, 35. Because yeah. her, her grandparents were slaves, right? Probably. Uh, definitely uh, great, but close probably to her. her grandfather, depending on the age range. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about group of people who got a 500-year setback, or our counterparts got a 500-year head start. you talk about a group of people three generations ago – for me, who was let go with no assets, no heritage, and here we, you and I are having this conversation. We're doing well. We support black businesses. Yeah. We see more black billionaires popping up right now because of the internet. We're not as hindered to redlining or all these where you need to. You used to have to have a brick and mortar to have a business. Yeah. You don't need it no more. The, the internet has allowed us to spend more black okay, dollars. Okay, so I say the image of the black man. And I would say the image because you're right. I'm listening to what you're saying, and you're right. Every it's, it's a lot of good, positive black fathers. It's a lot of two-parent household with black and white. I mean, with black parents and all of that. But the image of the black man is, like, super destroyed because, like, they— okay. people think criminal culture is black culture, and that's what fucked the black man up to me. You know what that's I'm saying? True. That's exactly that, that's what I mean I when I say the 50 yeah. year plan to use the gangster rap and all like like r- the gangster rap and crack spread at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So when I say the black man is destroyed, it's the image of the black man that's destroyed. Tell me when the image of the black man was upheld. 
Well, it depends on where you come from, right? So the image of the black man was upheld, especially in a city like Detroit, because the, the, the image at first of the black male, especially in Detroit, was a, a hardworking black male who supported their family and, and, and thrived in the middle class, right? According to who? Where, who, where, who thought that? Who, who I, I guess, let's put it like well, this. We who who validation auto, are we looking who, at? We only look at our own validation. So, so we're this saying the auto black. industry. Yeah, we're saying the auto industry okay. created. Okay, so listen, my wife's family is from Mississippi, right? Okay. They, when I say Mississippi, I mean they lived on the reservation. The darker uh, Native Americans, they paid to lead a reservation. Her family was some of the people they paid. They said her 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 auntie called her grandma. Hey, they got a they got jobs up here in Chicago. Yep. So she that's where they went. They went to Chicago. They from Mississippi. Same thing. People from Alabama. They went to Detroit. That's how we even get the auto industry, yeah. right? So that looked thriving to somebody who just was literally picking cotton okay. 50 years ago, right? So okay. they come up here. So that's a different type of thriving. We don't got to work outside. We get we getting money, right? Her grandfather worked for two of the big three at the same time. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's a positive image. You feel what I'm saying? To, yeah. to somebody who just was not wearing shoes walking. This is a positive image. That's only from our scope. I don't, white people don't validate me. You see what I'm saying? So I understood your question when you said, like, whose image? You feel what I'm saying? Now, then, after that, the image turned into, like, we just savages and gangsters on the media, the mass media. We work in media. We know how that works. So yep. what we actually doing is we have to, we fighting against to show, like, no, nah, bro, that ain't, how, that ain't how we doing it. You feel what I'm saying? Like everybody ain't grew up in a in a uh, in a crack house and had to sell crack, and now we the second generation of crack dealers versus the second generation of people who thriving with their own business and stuff like that, right? Because yeah. think about Black Wall Street, right? Did you know that Black people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, didn't even call that Black Wall Street? That's what white people called it mm. to describe it. That's the only way that they could describe it to other white people. It's like Wall Street, but with niggers. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, no, this is not Black Wall Street. This is Tulsa, Oklahoma, where this is how we do. Uh, North Carolina, uh, Durham, North Carolina, yeah, Durham. always positive. Everything in there from the funeral home to the to the cab company owned by black people. Don't yeah. positive images. But then when you say, oh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to end up like Black Wall Street. We don't even call it that. Now we call it that because that, that's been like uh, – Burned in our brain, but to them is no. This Tulsa, Oklahoma. This this how we this, get. This down. how we do it. This, this how we, it, we this don't home. know no different. All we know is uh, your family owned the bakery. Your mama the uh, teacher. My daddy the doctor, and everybody yeah. spend the money here, and it's gonna take fifteen times. That's not what we know now, though. We know I got some money. I'm gonna go buy a chain, probably from some Arabs. They go send the money back home, right, bro. I say this all the time. I definitely can afford a Rolex. But the last thing Rolex need is my money. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I definitely can afford a Rolls Royce. The last thing Rolls Royce need is my money because that's not a status symbol to me. You know what my status symbol is? When I'm out in the world and a kid walk up to me who I coached four years ago and still say, Coach, I got all A's on my report card. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Coach. I'm going to this high school. That's my status symbol because that means I really put something in the world that matter. I don't care if a nigga look at me and think I might be poor or something because I ain't bought a chain. Bro, you poor in your mentality for even thinking that you need that when your mom don't even own her house. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? The first thing you should have did is say, let me lock down this whole neighborhood because this is where I got this money to buy this chain from. Let me buy every house on the block that's vacant. And then now this our neighborhood. So you, my cousin... All you got to do is say, hey, I'm dropping little D off, and he, he can go into 10 houses on this block. This ours. Yeah. And all he go say is, daddy, 
I'm at AJ house when you coming to get me, but it don't matter where you drop them off at because this whole neighborhood ours. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what a lot of people not seeing. That's still a positive image, but it's like this is going on in neighborhoods across America. But all they want to see is the beef and the uh, who doing this to who and yeah. all of that. So that, that is a, that's a negative image. We still gotta fight. You a real black man, bro? We gotta fight against the nigga negative image every single day from other niggas, from the police, from anything else. And then when we see each other, we say, "Oh, that he, you one of us," because we. Black men, you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I think a couple of things. It's like number one, negative meat positive media don't sell. No. We well, usually gotta understand, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's Me, media is entertaining. Yeah. Entertainment. I don't care if you're trying to be educational. I don't care what you're trying to be. It has to be entertaining. Or nobody go press play. People wanna see car wrecks. People because this is the thing. For some reason, my sociology kick it in or a little bit. But for some reason, human beings, it's easier for us to tune in and celebrate or uplift somebody that's doing worse than us. Yeah. yeah. So when you see beef, you see somebody doing worse than you. Yeah. You, if you go on the highway and you driving in this traffic on both sides, but the car accident is on this side, everybody on this side, it ain't no accident, but they want to see yeah. this accident over here. Nobody want to see the cars that's just doing what it's supposed to do. That's <laughs> right, not entertaining. Right. And so, in media, I understand people like push the piece, push the bro. Is when when you watch the trailer to a movie, it's showing you the conflict of the movie in the trailer yeah. to entice you to see. Here's the yeah. problem. Here's the plot. What's going to happen? How they're going to fix it? See, I don't got a problem with like negative media or none of that or none of the conflict shit. I got the where I come in with my problem. It's not even a problem. It's like. Africa, right? Let's just talk about Africa, which is a continent that's filled Facts. with countries. Yeah. And when people say go back to Africa, they're going to like so all of these people is in a rush to get back to Ghana now because they're doing dual citizenship. Yeah. What if you not from Ghana, nigga? You're not from Ghana. The none of you niggas is probably Guyanese, whatever you're supposed <laughs> to be. Guyanese <laughs> to be there, right? But y'all just Y'all just think that let's go to Africa. No, they doing the same thing. Everybody do the niggas. Yeah. They want your money. They know if you come here and you a citizen, you're bringing that good old American dollar here, Facts. which is go boost their economy. And then nigga is Africa. If you go from Detroit to Africa and ain't never been nowhere else, you stuck here. Whoever yeah. brought you here stuck. Now you done went broke, and now they about to treat you Africans like they about to treat you Americans like niggas. Cause this how y'all let y'all American people treat y'all. Yeah. So. When niggas is on their Africa shit, it's like y'all keep showing us time and time again that y'all don't understand that niggas just want y'all money. Like when y'all wanted to integrate with niggas, with, 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 with white people, when y'all want to go sit at the table, when you want to go get dressed up to go sit at the diner to get spit on and shit and you not go eat this food, you don't even want this food just so they could integrate shit. And that just meant they could come here now and get the money and you go take your money to them. That's when the dollar started flowing out of there. When they wanted to go to y'all like niggas be in a rush to get a white man more to get everybody more money and then complain about, oh, we could do this like reparations. Come on, bro. If they give niggas reparations right now today, they're just going to go spend it with the people who gave it to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not even a, in three years, we'll have all this money back. Well, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Um, I look at it like number one. I think what it was these, and it's gonna be kind of like a contradiction when I say it. But the problem that black people have is black people allow all black people to represent 
all black people. That's it right there. That's white it. people don't deal with that. At all. If some some white people go storm the Capitol, this white person like that ain't me. That's Joe, Billy Joe, and they they're individuals that go do yeah, it. Yeah. That was a group a collective group of individuals who just happen to have the same, same skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. But see, we take over. Think, yeah, black people think like Okay, like the Greek feet. Just because he look black, people think he's African American or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like and they like, no, nah, dog, he's not. He's the Greek freak. You know, that's that's where he's from. That's who he is. And that like the term people of color. That's funny to me. How you feel about that? Man, that's honestly, a funny term to me. I, you know what? I, I don't really care. I don't I, use I, it, right? I don't use it, but I also, again, like don't group me, right? <laughs> don't like. A lot of this stuff is like done purposely. Like, don't group me. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, people of color, everybody a color. You feel what I'm saying? Like, white is a color, black yeah. is a color, but that's not what people really are. People are they nationality, right? So the biggest disservice is not knowing your nationality. So for somebody to say that they going back to Africa, bro, it's countries in Africa, and you not even necessarily from the, this coast of the countries from Africa, right? So I'll give you an example, right? We did the lineage, right? We from we 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 originated on this earth on my grandfather's side from Ethiopia. Okay. Our origination come from Ethiopia. His great grandfather, nothing about the slave trade. He came from Ethiopia. He picked the last name that my family currently has, Legion. Okay. Right? I don't know how he got from Ethiopia. I know he got from Ethiopia to Philadelphia mm. and from Philadelphia Niggas spread and went to Michigan, Alabama, everything. So we on this side are technically from Ethiopia, right? So why would I go be a dual citizen in Ghana? You see what I'm saying? Like you got to do the knowledge. But People got to do the research. But that's a blessing that you got that information because yeah. some of us heritage is completely white. Yeah, and, and especially if you can only get because I I was doing it for my whole family, okay. right? Because I want to do like a real super big family tree for my children. And once you get to women in your family, their names can change, their last names can change. So it is hard, and I'm not downing nobody for that because you can only go as far back as the census. I just did my African ancestry. You know that the DNA. African you, you did the DNA. Yeah. Oh man, they selling your shit. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> shit, what, what mean, can well, I do? I'm in the system. I see the shit like I got had some felonies, so I don't give a fuck. I'm in the system. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you selling my DNA? Yeah. What? Anyway, it's a bunch of bees. Look, no, hey, gonna, I can do. The world gonna be great if it's more of bees. Yeah, yeah. They gonna start shit about future uh, sicknesses. Like, uh, yeah, we know what it's about. Hey, bro. Here. So, so where, where you was where, from? Where it traced back to? It was ninety four percent Nigeria. Yeah, uh, it was. Oh, you down there in Dallas Scammer niggas That's where the Nigerian <laughs> Scammer is No that's Houston That's Houston My bad Dallas You know what I'm saying And then it was uh, What was the rest uh, Cameroon It was yeah. uh, I, It was no European at all Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, oh, Let's touch on this too Before we get up out of here yeah. I heard you say that The rappers from Dallas Have a problem Sometimes You come in the interview Because you're not from Dallas And then the rappers From Detroit Had the same problem Because they say You're not from Detroit I just want to say How dumb that is On both ends of that Because Why do it matter Where I'm from If I want to talk to you And let you Let people know Where you're from you know, that, I don't know. When I heard shit. that, yeah, when I heard yeah. that, I was like, that sounds crazy. Like, what? Like, people told you that? Yeah, I mean, I, bro, I get all time, I get death threats. Death I, threats for putting, for, for uploading content. Yeah, it's, it's one popular rapper. I ain't gonna say it was a death threat film, but <laughs> it one popular rapper in Dallas hit me up, say, just say you don't wanna live in Dallas no more. 
like like uh, <laughs> like I'm gonna push you out. But, you know, as yeah. if you got that that pressure to you know. I hope it ain't. We're gonna ask you off air. Because I look at niggas different when they try to squeeze niggas because they feel like they from out of town. You feel what I'm saying? Because whatever you doing, you putting Dallas in the forefront. And sometimes my nigga, yo, people music just not gonna do that. You feel what I'm saying? Not today. Today, today, no today it ain't about music. Yeah, so to people know Dallas right now because of you and real life street stars. That's how people are familiar with what's going yeah. on in Dallas. That's just the long and oh, the short. Say cheese. Yeah, but I mean, say cheese. Well, people don't even think say, say cheese, cheese is from Dallas. So big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't associate, yeah. They don't associate yeah. with him with no one place. But what was your uh, favorite interview? Because like I said, you be coming with some shit. You be having some people on there. So what was your favorite? What was old girl name? Miss Fluffy. Was it? What was oh, it? yeah, real Fluffy. Yeah. You a freak ass nigga. <laughs> I, I'm cool, damn, bro. Like oh, yeah, I ain't yeah, gonna yeah. sit here and act like I, I, I watch all. Oh, we fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. You real got Fluffy wild likes lit. and views for me, like for yeah, sure. There and you go. I like that you drop your interviews whole first, then clip them. Oh, I used to then do that. Yeah, yeah. Only reason why I did that because the algorithm switched, yeah. and now it rewards. The longer, longer content yeah. over volume. Yeah, a yeah. content eclipse allows you to do volume. Yeah, so yeah, why. I like that you. Do. So yeah, but what was your favorite? And then what was your least favorite? But you ain't got to say names. Uh, I say least. names. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, probably my fir- my favorite one, throw goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch that one. Anytime too. I see a bitch on there, uh, I go straight to the uh, porn <laughs> hub or whatever and just type their name in to see if they got wild content. I'm not an OnlyFans nigga, so I, I go to the you porn go for the free hub. shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, throat go. Yeah, throat you. what's cool. up, baby? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, the other one I, I really is Shy Bunny, the yeah. prostitute. Yeah, yeah, I, I seen that. one She too, was I fresh think. off, like literally straight off, off the, the blade. Yeah, her yeah. folks was right there. Her folks was right there to the roll with. Yeah, her. straight off the blade. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, so and what? What uh, interview would you say like you really seen a turning point? Like, oh, this is this is something. Like, I got something here. Cause you've been doing it for a minute, but it's always a turning point where yeah. it's like, cause niggas be wanting to be like, man, fuck that shit, dog. You feel what I'm saying? No matter how committed you are to it, sometimes you just be like, I don't feel like doing this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's a cumulative of it's like a momentum. Yeah, shout out to Danny D girl. I, I felt like it kind of started with Peter. Yeah, yeah, we had nut on. Yeah, okay, yeah, so it was like Peter. What he said about Venzo. I casted a movie with Peanut. Too. Okay. I casted him in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I seen that. Like, like. so the dope shit for me <laughs> no, is, like, I'm going to tell you what's dope about that you just said that, right? Because I be seeing the shit go viral. Like, so when I watch the whole interview and shit, you know, I'm watching. But since we had them on, like, certain stuff we already yeah. knew. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm, I, you know, I'm hitting the weed. I'm in the car. I got the phone propped up. You know what I'm saying? And when he said that shit, I'm like, like. That's go. That's go. That's go. That's go. Raise some eyebrows because, and I knew that because when you do what we do, like we have a bunch of people, and we got respect for them and shit. But the masses don't be knowing who the fuck they is, and yeah. they know who I they talking yeah, about. I seen yeah. a nigga talking about uh some crazy oh, yeah shit. some crazy shit about nothing. I'm like, y'all just don't know. I don't give a fuck what you think this nigga look like on this camera. He ain't up. Everybody ain't lying about this shit, dog. Yeah. You feel what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And he wasn't like overly disrespectful with the comment. So like, even if you got some some knowledge about yourself, just about how the game go anyway, you would yeah. be like, 
Oh, that nigga serious. He ain't say no, oh, he a bitch ass nigga or no shit. He was like. But the pleasantry and the subtlety. Yeah, like. And how he said it made it like, yo, this shit is so serious. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. I, yeah, hey, he was bro, like, whoa. Listen, I screen recorded the sentence to him. I said, like, I'm like, dog, this this, this is a, like, this, this go. <laughs> this going. Yeah, I said, yeah. that's what I said. I said, this going. And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, yeah. That shit yeah. got to go. Hey, but uh, you did, though. You did your thing with uh, Boone, too. Boom. Because, again, we. We 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 been in the content listening to fucking with the rappers. Yeah. Our prophet shot our first video, Sorry, bro. Prof. Okay, you, you feel what I'm saying? So we been in the loops of shit. You know what I'm saying? So we knew who Boom was. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then from your like like I said, I knew you was smarter than just a nigga who picked up a camera. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that because you hear. I'm like, oh, he don't he like you really wasn't even argue. You don't argue with niggas. You just test what they got to stand on. Yeah, and that's what that's what. This the I heard Cam and them said this the the, the generation of the uh, sassy male. So anytime you test a sassy male or whatever, yeah. they get emotional, yeah. right? But when I but boom, when I seen your shit with Boone too, I said, oh yeah, this one going too. This one, this one is definitely going. Boom, you know man. what I'm saying? Uh, Bounty Hunter BJ, yeah, that one went crazy. This Big Fifty, no, that Neek one too. Certified oh yeah, Neek, Neek. yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Went, So that whole that, run, yeah, Certified Neek shit went crazy too. Why uh that for YBI? Yeah, that yeah, end up yeah. start rolling. Like I, I think it was just accumulation of coming home. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. being in Texas, like we all said earlier, being in Texas, I'm not from there. So the DSRs, the OGs, bro, I don't really know who to go get because I wasn't engulfed in their culture. Yeah. But I do hear Big Hurt. Yeah. I do. We had King Pins here. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I just looked at our profit shit, yeah. and I damn there just say, you know what? I, all his videos, for the most part, was like ten years ago. Yeah, I said I'm about to try to go yeah, get everybody. Yeah, it's a whole new. Uh, what's yeah. that? Yeah, it's a. So who's your who's your uh? See, because we had Jay Prince in the same building. Oh, shout out to Jay yeah, Prince. Yeah, yeah, they pulled yeah. up in Bentleys and shit. He only did. He went to the radio and he came to us. That's you know hard. Yeah. They pulled up. He had dog. Uh, he had what's her name with him? Deion Sanders' kids' mother. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I see. I I, I thought it was her, but I ain't thinking about it. And then Deion Sanders was doing the interview one time. He was like, yeah, she running around with some gangsters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so who would be yo that interview that like you knocked them off your list? You like I could stop today, like like that's the one. Uh, I think I probably got it today. With uh, BJ, BJ, yeah. I've been trying to get BJ Chambers, probably yeah. at Boo, because I've been trying to find Boo for years. Yeah, you know he been in witness protection. Now listen, when oh, you got right. this nigga in the room, are y'all sitting in the same room? Yeah. Like that first, one? when you got this nigga in the room with you, I ain't saying you scared. You a big fella, but he like, do we seem like he could like snap out at any time, or do it seem like it has to be personal with him? Yeah, it got to be personal. Okay. He, he, he's a gentleman, and he really. If you give a respect, he gonna give you respect. Because right. yeah. his 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 killing or hitting was just a business sale. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, like, he always say like it's not personal. And he don't do anything to people that are citizens. Yeah. Now, if you in the game, you fair game. You fair game. Yeah, this is yeah. part of the game. I'm going to get the money. If I hear it's the if I hear it's a price, I'm just going to get the money. But Friday bull. Old Facebook, and I thought it was a face <laughs> a fake page because yeah. I was off of Facebook. But something told me get on. Yeah. I'm gonna find. I saw put in a bull. It was like a cartoon picture of him, and he playing some thug life video game. I said this ain't him. <laughs> this ain't him. But I did him like, hey, I'm trying to get an interview. He reached back like, we well, want to do it. I was like, man, this ain't him. And so I told him when I was gonna be in Detroit. I hit him up. I hear nothing. I shot. I was like, well, if you want to do the interview, this is where I'm gonna be at. 
He showed up straight up with that suit on. I said, "Oh, this old for real." Yeah. I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I was really yeah." Because look, I mean, especially Even with this, like this, it, 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 it be guest based. Yeah, yeah. So you be like. I always tell my daughters, they be like, who you interview? I said, shit, I don't know till they get, I don't even know if they coming. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I know when you get there. Rock had, when Rock was trying to tell us about you, we like, no, we plugged, we tapped in, right? God. So uh, we like, hey man, see if we could go on there. Then we looked at each other like, no, nah, bro, see if he could come on here yeah. first. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we do shit like that. We interview the people, like everybody hearing your voice, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody hearing your voice. So they, we like, no, we got to sit with him. Like, we was the, one of the first people to interview Dog from Dirty Glove Bastard, the owner. Uh, oh, Zip. That's yeah, my guy. Yeah, Zip. Yeah, Zip. We yeah, are the first. Guy. We got the first. He, he said, bro, I never did this. We was up in this room, too. Zip but you guy. know what? It, it, uh, because we focus on audio, some of the shit just go, people, they yeah. got to go back and find it and yeah. shit because we focus on audio. But, yeah, he he came in here. He gave us some exclusives, too, and shit. You know what I mean? I because like it. Once a nigga know you serious, because we got yeah. the catalog, dog. You think about them, we did them. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got the catalog. And we got Eshan, bro. We did the Eshan. Bro, I, bet I was trying to get, he, he just leave me on red. Yeah. He, yeah. Goes, he, he he probably one of our main listeners, so you know what I'm saying? Eshan. Big D needs you, you, you on there. You ain't hit the presidents in the hip-hop force and all that. Like, that, uh-huh. that's, that's rappers your brother and them probably was listening okay. to. Like, we we deep with this shit, man. We've been doing this shit for, uh, for a minute now. You know what I'm saying? And see, me, it's not even about rappers no more. It's no, not even no, about no, occupation, no. bro. I just want that story. Yeah. Like a story that a person never heard, a lifestyle a person never, never ever thought of existed. So you ain't had no twins on there yet? I ain't seen no twins no on twins. there. No twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got, got the exclusive. Here we, we go. We got the exclusive. Next time you, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Hey, listen, man. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you at. And one thing about it, bro, we appreciate you coming. Hey, for sure. You feel for what sure. I'm yeah, saying? We appreciate you. Thank you, Rock. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because Rock put that together, among other things. Yeah, shout out to Rock. Yeah. Yeah, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Mogul State of Bayern. TikTok, Bogle State of Bar, Instagram, Bogle State of Bar, and Big D the Bogle. Yeah. Oh, you never said the one you just, the interview was like, nah, this kind of yeah. was, uh, I wasn't feeling it. You know what? I probably didn't really feel it, but you know, being Solo Lucci, it went viral. Oh, Solo for, Lucci, yeah. You know, he walked off by yeah, podcast because yeah. I didn't believe in God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. it was a point, like, yeah, because that was another thing. That, that was a big thing with niggas, too. Yeah, so it was a point that you stopped believing in God, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, so what was that point? Uh, after I had my son. After you had your son? son? Yeah. Because yeah. I was a very fundamental, really almost like Bible thumbing type of person. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when people hear you say you don't believe in God who knew you from back in the gap, they like, this nigga must be joking. Man, I was, excuse me. I was just at Bowling Green yesterday. Man, they was like, man, Big D, Thursday was leader at Fellowship Christian Athlete, Impact Bible Study. Yeah. Like this is what I did in college. Yeah. Oh, so you really in this business? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, So, so how after you had your son did you start? Because usually that's when so people start, start believing more. Yeah. And so that's what it was. When I saw my sister in the room with me when he was born, he on that that the weigh table with that little heat lamp on him. Yeah. Like he got a clean slate. He he don't have no theology, no isms, no yeah. philosophies. He's not tainted by anybody's ideals. Clean slate, and I'm responsible for it. And I was like, you know what? Before I give him what I believe, let me go back and reinforce and double down to make sure I believe it. I believe it is correct for him. And they say the best way to start believing in the Bible is actually read the Bible. Yeah. And I started reading, and I went to that story of Job, and just to speed it up, story of Job used to be one of my favorite stories, but then when I saw that God made a bet with the devil. You find out that they're in cahoots, and you like, 
this, 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 this yeah, yeah. See, you just the avatar in these niggas' game, right? Yeah, like, he, he killed that man' kids. Yeah, yeah. Just to prove to the devil that he wouldn't. You say you could do whatever. Did. You could do whatever you want to Job. You can't yeah, kill him with the boils and everything. Yeah, just but, took him through hell, bro. So I looked at. I was like, somebody killed my. If God. Killed my son just to prove to who's supposed to be the enemy the that I'm gonna be solid to him, and then turn around like, oh, so since you was solid, I'm gonna give you new kids and more. Right, money. What about that, this that nigga, man? Yeah, don't work like that. <laughs> and um, I was just he did walk I, off though. I forget about yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. why you? Hey, I, I, I work with a, a young boy. He like 21. He's uh, studying to be a pastor and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so we be kicking it because you know I done. Ran through all the religions, yeah. Muslim, all that. You know what I'm saying? I still do Salat, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that okay. gave me discipline, right? But I said to him, hey, man, you got to remember in the stories that they tell you when the devil left heaven, he took a third of the people with him. So that means people believed in this nigga. Like, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't he didn't get kicked out and just went. To, he went out like the nigga in half bank. Hey, yep. you coming with me? And a third of them niggas, think about walking in your job, quitting, and a third of the people walk oh, out right. with you. The boss gonna be looking like that nigga gonna be a problem. The guy was probably up there doing some whole shit. Look, yeah, you never know. I, I, and I learned that God lied. Okay, break that down. And we, I don't know we about to get out of here. So in the in the um, in the Garden of Eden, God said you can eat off any fruit you want, just don't eat off the um, fruit of good, the tree of good and evil. Because if you do it that day, you should surely die. The serpent told Eve, "You won't die. You will just start. Be, you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil." Well, they ate the fruit. Did they die in that day? Right. No, they lived like 900 years, according to the Bible. So they didn't surely die. Did they begin knowing good and evil like God? Yes, the serpent told the truth and God lied. Mm. I never even thought about that. Yeah. And, and I heard you, you, you hit, we had Billy Carson. I mean, Billy, uh, yeah, Billy Carson. Okay. Yeah, you know you, you hit, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I be watching him, I'm super tapped into him, and he like, man, if you look at what the Bible was telling you, that the Garden of Eden was a laboratory. Mm-hmm. If they was in there seeing what they could do with this new thing that they were manufacturing. You know what I'm saying? So I always say- It's a good conspiracy. Yeah. yeah it's cool. And so it's knowledge. Like, that's all that once you, once you got the, once uh, the broad bit the fruit or whatever and got the knowledge, and this, because I, I, I had stopped believing in God for a minute too, what made me start believing in God is because I- uh, had a daughter, you know what I'm saying? With yeah. it, but um, opposite routes, same yeah. conclusion. So, um, damn, what was I about to say about when you stopped believing? Yeah, I had stopped believing, and then because I, it was just a wild experience, man. I had a rubber on, like you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It was all type of factors that just made me feel like this can't be real. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but then when I seen my daughter, I'm like, oh shit, this shit is real. But where I fucked up at is I gave her some of my some of my feelings and the way I feel. Like I wish I never would have taught her about race. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because real people don't see no color. And I'm and she 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 gamed up, she laced up, so she understanding that now. But I wish I would have never taught her about that. You know what I'm saying? Because when when she go do her genealogy. She not as black as she think because of her other side of the family. Yeah. And then once she get to figuring out what Ethiopian mean, because our grandfather that we talking about is Ethiopian and Blackfoot Indian. Okay. So ain't no, you feel me? That ain't nothing African American about yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So I said, damn. Well, technically, yes, African Ethiopian is Africa. African American. Oh, African American. Oh, oh, you you know what I'm saying? Us. I'm talking about Barack Obama. Native, yeah, yeah, Barack Obama, Obama African, African American. His yeah. daddy from Africa, his mama from America. That's, That's a true African American. You know we, people who oh. they told us we was from Africa, when most of us 
came as was already here as what they called Native Americans. It, it wasn't called America, yeah. right? So these natives to the land, like I just told you, my wife, they literally paid the darker natives, they Choctaw and Chickasaw, right? They literally paid the darker natives to go. Here, here go $50. It was $50. Yeah. Now, it was $50 back then, do the math. The yeah. nigga like, yeah, I'm about to go get my shit on, right? So then now... The you chiefs don't even, is white, yeah. right? And the chiefs are like look like white men, and you don't even identify as native no more because you left. You know what I'm saying? Because the it's, it's all about the lineage, right? Because when you find out you're really native, it's treated it's treaties that the United States of America has with Native Americans that still mm-hmm. hold to this day, right? So that's why certain natives get fifteen thousand dollars a month from the casinos. Right, get free college. Right, it's places in Oklahoma, bro. You can't even step foot on the land if you can't prove that you are native. Because when you get to this place that you have to go, it's like the promised land. And now, okay, you really this? Okay, this is what the benefit of this treaty is from three hundred and forty years ago, five hundred and sixty years ago. I just think human beings. We just need like what Ronald Reagan said. It was a Reagan. One of the presidents said, man, we just need aliens to show up from another planet. Because everybody going to be together. Because we love to hate something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, we'll yeah. come together to hate them alien niggas. So yeah, we yeah. just need that. I just want, hey, hey I just want to see an alien zap a nigga face off or something like disintegrate a nigga or something. I Damn. bet you niggas are well, kidding. Well, hope it ain't me. No, no. It won't be. It's going to be. You know, <laughs> be on the news like, oh, that nigga zapped all this big D. It's going to be a nigga who try to treat it like like he ain't in the jungle. Like, I lo- you know what I love? I love when animals attack people in the jungle and shit because- <laughs> What you, you doing? You, yeah, what you doing here? Like, you know, you know what a human must look like to a shark. You know what I'm saying? This nigga yeah. just smell blood. He look over. You a snack, nigga, because you ain't supposed to be here. Get this nigga up out of here. Where they can find yeah. you at, Matt? Who me? Yeah. Everythingshelby.com. That's everythingshelby.com, which is a website with everything from Shelby, which is my uh daughter. She got her books on there. She got her merch on there. So go to everythingshelby.com. That's the only place you can contact me. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. You want to say something? No, you okay. Good. Okay. I'm Antoine. I'm Santoine. I, I want, want for my brother, brother what I want for myself. Yeah.